Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! I'm Gareth, and I'm one of the leaders of this church. And uh, before I start my sermon, I'd like to tell you a story. So, as you know, the chairperson for today is Kerry, and Kerry is my wife. So, six years ago, actually seven years ago now, seven years ago, I proposed. And she said yes! Woo! And that's why she's my wife. <laughs> so I can tell a story about how we prepared for the for the marriage. So not just for the wedding day itself, but also for marriage as a whole. So we went through something called pre-marriage counseling. And, and during this course, it's a six-month course, so you go through ten major topics. So topics such as finances, communication, expectations, and also stuff like uh, what do you want out of this marriage? And uh, it's for you to be truly open and truly honest with each other. And so one of the topics that we talked about was expectations, which is one of the topics that I want to focus on for today. And what we had to do was do some homework and go back and think about what kind of expectations am I bringing into a marriage? Am I bringing any subconscious expectations? Am I bringing any conscious expectations? Like, so I had to ask myself, what am I expecting from a wife? And she had to ask herself, what is she expecting from a husband? And also we had to think about whether our expectations were realistic or unrealistic. So for example, uh, my, my, my mother is a very good cook, so I expect subconsciously that Karen will be a good cook. But if I don't tell her and she doesn't know, then there's a very high chance that either she won't meet my expectations or she won't know that the expectation exists in the first place. So we had to be very honest, very, very truthful, we had to search deep within ourselves to find out, okay, do I have any expectations that <laughs> I shouldn't be putting on my partner? Or do I have any expectations that I think are unhealthy for my relationship? So, uh, and like, like I said before, if, I, if we don't communicate our expectations, then it's very hard for our partner to know because our partner can't read minds, right? So, <laughs> so Karen can't read my mind, I can't read Karen's mind. So it's important for us to communicate what we have to say, communicate our expectations so that each person in the relationship knows what's on the table and knows that uh, we can meet each other's expectations yeah. if they are realistic. So don't, don't put unrealistic expectations on your friends, okay guys? <laughs> so this brings me to the title for the message for today, which is Great Expectations. Wow. And to better understand what that means, let's, give, let's dive into the first point for today. So the first point for today is what are expectations? So. For, for me, when I, was, when I was praying about it and I was thinking about how to start off this message, I think God impressed upon me that in order for us to have, the good, to have good expectations, to have the right expectations, we first need to have the right attitude. Wow. So we first need to be able to, to, to come before God with the right attitude before we, we commit our needs to God, before we, we come to God. So we, we need to prepare our hearts. And to prepare ourselves before we go to God. Amen? So let's read from Scripture. So in Philippians 1 verse 20, if you can turn in your Bibles to that verse, it's also going to be shown on the screen behind me. If you're there, can you say Amen? <laughs> okay, so let me read from Philippians 1 verse 20. So according to my earnest expectation, so this is Paul speaking to the church in Philippi, and according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. So here we see Paul has so much earnest expectation that his entire focus is on God. He's able to, to leave everything at the door. He's able to say, God, I trust in you. I trust that you know what's the best thing for me. And I have 
positive expectation that He will provide for me. Yeah. Now let's, let's go on to look at Psalm 62 verse 5. And here it says, My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from Him. Wow. So I think here you want to look at the, 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 for me the key word here is wait. Because a lot of times when we pray, we expect it to come instantly. Yeah. Or every time we went, or, or a lot of times when we pray, we need to search deep within ourselves and, and, and think about God will give me what I need, but not everything that I want is what I need. Yeah. So when you pray, you need to come with a heart of humility. Mm-hmm. You need to come with a heart ready to, to say, like even when we, as we sang in the song before, even if it doesn't, yeah. let His will be done. Yeah. Even if it doesn't, I will trust in Him. Yeah. Right? So let's, let's come to God with, with humility and, and expect that when He provides, He will provide what we need and not what we want. And also, let's look at Psalm 68 verse 19, which says, Blessed be the Lord who loads daily, sorry, who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation, Selah. So what this tells me is that this person has so much confidence in God mm-hmm. that he will provide for this person daily. Yeah. So the psalmist is, is so confident, he comes to God with confidence and trust, knowing that God will, will 100% provide for this person. So when we come to God, let's come to God with right attitude. Mm. Let's come to God with confidence. Let's come to God with trust. And let's also believe that even if it takes a longer time, even if we have to wait, it's coming. Yeah. And what's coming is good. Yeah. Amen? Amen. And so God is able and He will. Right? Yeah. So that's, the, that's the, the theme for this year. So let's hold on to that. Let's be excited for God. Yeah. Let's, let's be excited for the things that are to come. And let's also believe that when we pray, Great things will happen. Amen? Yeah. So, in the Oxford Dictionary, <laughs> so the definition of the word expectation is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case. Okay? This, this stems from the Latin word expectationum. I, I, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. It means an awaiting, wow. anticipation, or to look out for. So, this basically means that when you expect something, you expect something to happen, or you hope for something to happen. So you know that there's a verse that says, when you have faith, you have hope. Mm. But also when you say, when you have hope, it means to have positive expectations. So what kind of expectations are driving what you do today? Mm. So expectation can come from your previous experiences, it can come from your family members, it can come from your relationship with your friends and your peers and your colleagues. So for example, let's say your parents expect you to have a house have a car. <laughs> your parents expect you to, to, to do well in your studies. Who knows, Asian families like to do well in studies. <laughs> so, so, hey, Joshua knows. <laughs> okay, so, and it can come from, let's say we had a bad experience. Then maybe next, the next time you try and make a new friendship, then you have uh, expectation that it might go wrong. Yep. Or you have an expectation that uh, things might take a turn that you don't want it to take, or it might turn sour. Mm-hmm. Or maybe when you have I don't know, sometimes you have a quarrel with family members and the next time you speak to them, you, have, you expect that you're going to have a quarrel again mm-hmm. or you expect that something uh, that, that, that is going to be awkward or you expect that maybe, I don't know, something's going to happen. So, examples of expectations are like I mentioned before. So, when you speak to someone, you expect that you're going to have a good conversation. I mean, nobody goes into a conversation expecting that, oh, this is going to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> or oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... I'm gonna really hate this conversation, but I still want to start it anyway. Anyway, maybe that may not be the case, but it's good to take a step of faith, right? Yeah. So and also even when you pray, like let's say when you're praying over your food, 
Do you really expect that that prayer is powerful? Mm. Or do you just pray because you're just going through the motions? Mm. Or do you pray knowing that when you pray, God is looking? Amen. Amen. So also when you sit for exam, <laughs> do you expect to pass? Or do you expect to fail? I mean, most of us will probably expect to pass, right? So when you sit for exam, you go into the hall, you have full of confidence knowing that I'm going to pass this exam. I'm going to do so well, and I'm going to praise God for it, right? Nobody goes in saying that, I'm going to fail, uh, definitely going to fail. I don't know why I'm coming for this exam today, I'm just coming just to, you know, fail. <laughs> so go in with good expectations. Yeah. And also, when you, like, let's say when you ask your friend for help, like let's say, I don't know, let's say I ask Laura to help me choose nice paintings for my house. I expect that she can help me. I expect that, that I'll get good advice. Yeah. I expect that I'll have positive uh, feedback, right? Yeah. So I don't go to a friend expecting that they will say no. I'll go to a friend expecting that they will say yes. Yeah. So now that we have a bit of a better understanding of what expectations are, let's move on to my second point for today, which is what is influencing or derailing our expectations. Wow. Okay. So before we dive into this, let's look at some scripture. Mm. So looking at Psalm 1, verses 1 to 6. Would you please turn your Bibles to Psalm 1, verses 1 to 6. And I use it in NKJV. And if you're there, please do say Amen. Amen. Yeah. Okay, so reading from Psalm 1, verses 1 to 6. So blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall also not wither, and whatever he does, he shall prosper. Verse 4, The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Alright, so here we can see two, two comparisons. We can see that here that God is eternal, and when we, plant, when we put our faith in God, we can be certain that it will last, and we can be certain that, that the things of God will not fade away. Yeah. And when we put our, things, we put our faith in the things of the earth, they're temporary. So for example, yeah. your job, it's not forever. You eventually retire, and uh, you eventually move on to different things. Uh, sometimes you change jobs, so nothing is permanent of the world. Yeah. And also the second thing is, it shows us that if we put our, put our roots in the right things, we will prosper. Amen. But if yeah. we put our roots in the wrong things, we will wither away and decay. Yeah. Yeah. So, give you an example. So, my wife Karen really likes plants now. So, one of the problems that we're facing in the UK is moisture. Uh, the word moist is very interesting. <laughs> so, one of the problems we're facing is uh, root rot. So, that happens when the soil becomes too damp and also the roots are too congested and then the, the plant starts to rot, starts to decay. It starts to turn brown and the leaves fall out and then Karen gets wet. <laughs> so, what we're trying to do is we're trying to help the plant get back to a healthy state, right? Yeah. So we try and take away the, the unhealthy soil, we try and put in good soil, we try and give it enough place to, to, to grow, we try and help it not to be too congested, and we also try and put fertilizer, we put, we put good things in to try and help it get back to a healthy state. Yeah. So are we doing that in our lives now? Are we saying, okay, and take a step back, 
I look at where I am now, what kind of expectations are driving me, and am I saying, okay, maybe I should remove this part because it's driving me further away from God. Or maybe I should improve on this part so that I can do more for God. Or maybe I just need to take a step back and think about, is my career everything in my life? Or is, yeah. is, is there something more to life? Yeah. Right? And also the third thing is also, don't get me wrong, God's expectations and the world's expectations are not always different. But when it starts to lead you away from, from what God is telling you to do, mm-hmm. that, that's where you need to take, take some time to prioritize whether what you're doing is, is right. Yeah. Okay? So for example, the world might say, oh, you need to have a million dollars in the bank to be secure. Or you need to have a million dollars in the bank to be able to say that you're a fulfilled person. Mm. But is that true? Yeah. Is that really true? Because like, let's say I give you a million dollars now. Will you feel complete? Or will you still feel like something is missing? Yeah. And also, the world might say that you need to have a car, you need to have a house, you need to have a wife or a husband. Mm. By the time you reach a certain age. <laughs> so, is this true? Yeah. So, can you say that, oh, I have a car now, my life is complete, I don't need anything else. Can you say that I have a house now, my life is complete, I don't need anything else? Uh, do we still uh, aspire for something that's missing in our lives? Mm-hmm. And also, do I, do I need a successful career in order for me to be deemed a successful person? Mm-hmm. Or is there more to that? But can I just be a, 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 a person that does well in my work, but also does well in other things as well? Or does my work have to be my everything? And this is something that I used to struggle with and I'm still struggling with as well. Like, what, if, what happens if I lose my job? Or what happens if I have to take a step back and, and take a pay cut because God tells me to do so? Will I do it? And, and if I'm being honest, I don't know if I will. Because once you get used to a certain amount of prestige in a career or a certain amount of way of living, it gets hard to take a step back. It gets hard to say, okay, I expect that I'll take a pay cut, but I expect that you'll provide for me as well. So are we having that faith in God? When God says, take a step back, do we do that? When God says, take a step forward, do we expect that God will work in our lives? Amen? So, are we letting God know who we are? Or are we saying, God, I think the world is better. I mean, like, would the world's expectations rule over my life? Yeah. Yeah? So, for example, uh, the world might say that you need to be perfect before somebody can use you. You need to be perfect in every way. You need to be singing as the best singer. You need to be the best... I don't know, most welcoming person before I can serve in a, in a dream team. Mm. But God says no. God says I can use you. All you have yeah. to do is say yes. Yeah. God, like, like Moses, Moses, and supposedly he said he wasn't the best speaker, but I don't know, I can't I can prove it. But Moses wasn't the best speaker, but God still used him. Yeah. And God used him in such a powerful way. Yeah. So if God can use Moses, and God can use me, He can use you too. Yeah. Amen? So are we able to stand up for God? when the world expects us to do otherwise. Like for example, let's say, God says, I want you to go to church more. But you say, but Sundays are not speaking. Sundays are for resting. I work the whole week, I'm very tired. Sunday is just for sleeping. God, why do you want me to go to church? I don't want. But are we able to stand up for God even when we feel like this? Even when we say, God, I think I want to speak today, <laughs> but you choose to come to church because you expect that something to happen. Amen? So we will take a step back and truly evaluate what, what it is that's pulling us back or what it is that's driving us forward. 
and reevaluate if, if those things are good or bad. And not everything will seem outrightly bad, but um, take the time to think about whether it's drawing you closer or further away from God. Yeah. And also I would like to say, are we limiting our expectations for what God can do by using our limited understanding? Or do we believe that God is able and He will? Mm. Are, we, are we limiting what God can do by saying that, okay God, I think maximum potential for me is here. Or maybe God says that your maximum potential is here. And you don't know that because only God knows. Yeah. And God will reveal yeah. according to His plan. Yeah. And you just need to be patient and follow His plan. So be, be obedient and expect good things from God. Yeah. Because, I mean, I can, pray, I can say from experience, God doesn't want bad things for you. God only wants good things for you and all you have to do is say yes and amen. So to give you some encouragement, so not all doom and gloom, not everything is bad. So let me, let me go to my third point for today, which is what can we expect from God? So when you put your trust and your faith in God, I can tell you absolute certainty that He will provide for you. And you might have to wait, but it's always worth it in the end, because God is able and He will. Amen? So let's look at some scripture. So Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 6. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Mm-hmm. What does this tell you? This tells you that you should trust with all your heart. And, and not trust what you know, but trust God what God knows. And, and trust that when you, 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 you surrender everything to His hands, when you surrender your challenges, surrender your career, surrender your studies, surrender your, challenge, your problems that you're facing, God will provide. Yeah. Amen? And do we have this, this uh, childlike faith to expect positively? Mm-hmm. Do we have this, 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 this yearning to, to not, not to put God to the test, but to expect good things from God? Yeah. Do, we have, do we have the, the, the excitement when we go to God? God, I'm so excited to be here today. Even though I'm going through such a bad time, I'm very excited to be here today because I expect that He will speak to my life. Even if it's something that's going to be an outward I expect that I will be blessed by it. Amen? And let's also look at the second verse, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 8. So, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Isn't this very encouraging? Because it says, ask and you will receive. Not that you will find, seek and you will find. And not that it will be open to you. So, take some time to think about what kind of needs you have in your life and whether they are real needs or not. And when you find out whether they are real needs or not, ask God for it because God will provide for you. Amen? Let's move on to 2 Corinthians verses 1, sorry, chapter 1, verse 20. For all the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him, Amen. To the glory of God through us. So what, what this verse tells us is that you can ask God for anything, but God will provide for you, because the last part of the verse says, to the glory of God through us. So it doesn't mean that say you say God I'm a billionaire. <laughs> this doesn't mean that God will say, okay, no problem, you're a millionaire now. But it means that God will give according to what you need at your current time so that you can bless others as well. And so that his name can be glorified. Amen? Yeah. So it doesn't mean that God only a K-pop star now, and God will say, okay, go. 
But, but if it does bring glory to his name, maybe you might say yes. So, remember the last part of the verse. So when you read this verse, don't read the first part only. Also read the, the back, which says, To the glory of God through us. Let's also look at Joshua 21 verse 45. So it says, Not a word fail. Oops. <laughs> oh. Okay, I'll read it. So, Not a word fail of any good thing which the Lord has spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. Amen. Mm-hmm. So that gives you such encouragement, right? So everything that God said, God, God did. And everything that God, God proclaimed happened. Yeah. So believe in, in the word of God. Because when you read the Bible, believe that it's a living word. Believe that when you get convicted, believe that when you when you when you receive something from God during a daily devotion, it's true. Yeah. And it's yeah. the direction that God has for your life. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen. So as we draw to a close. I'd like to give you some things to think about. So one is when we pray, do we actually believe and expect that God will provide an answer? Are we just going through the motions? Are we praying, believing, and expecting that God will provide? Are we just praying, saying that God, I pray, but maybe it won't happen. God, I pray, but I don't know, maybe you'll provide, maybe you won't. Are we we really believing that God is an almighty God? God is the, the, the God that made the heavens, God is the God that, 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 that made us. Yeah. God is the God that brought us to life. And yeah. God is the one that knows each and everything about us. Yeah. So do we really believe in God? Yeah. Do we really uh, take the time to build up that faith? Do we, do we start from the small, growing up to the big? Do we do that? And also when we surrender our decisions, our needs, our emotions into God's hands, do we really believe that, that that's what we should do? Or are we just being told to do so? Do we... Do we believe that, okay, I need to surrender to God because uh, the Bible tells me so and I really believe that I need to do so? Or is it because Sam told me so? Sam said during homes last week, I need to surrender to God, so I okay, I surrender to God. But do you, do you believe or not? Do you believe that when you surrender that, that's, and expect that something will happen? And also, when we, even this is going to be ouch for me as much as you, when we come for a service on Sunday, do you expect that we will receive from God? Do we expect to have personal breakthroughs? Yeah. Do we expect to say that God will touch me this morning? Even can be through the worship, can be through the word, can be through the conversations that we have. Is God going to use me this morning in ways that I never imagined? Do we expect that when we come to church? Can be online, can be physically, but do we expect that God will use me? And also, do we expect that church is more than just meeting up with friends, but it's a way for us to commune with God? to grow our relationship with God, to be able to reach out to others, to be able to, to build relationships that last. Amen? So, and also the fourth thing would be, are we taking the time to step back, step back and read the Word of God? And really read and understand it. So, uh, looking at Acts chapter 17 verse 11. So, now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. So this is Paul speaking to the Berrians. And when they received the word, they, instead of, of saying, eh, it's not for me, what they did was they went back and read the scriptures. They went back and examined to see the truth that are already in the word and to see whether what Paul was saying was ridiculous or true. And this is what you should do. So as Christians, we should always... I mean, I won't say you should always question everything, but you should, you should build up your own faith. Each person's faith is personal to the person. So your relationship with God is not like any other person's relationship with God, because your relationship with God is personal. 
your relationship with God is, is, is like, I don't know, my relationship with my mother. That's, I, don't, I only have one mother. And, and you only have one God. So, so your relationship with God is so personal and you should treat it that way. Whenever you think of something, whenever you go through devotion, whenever you are reading the Bible and you receive something from God, look for confirmation. Look for, pray about it. Ask God for more, uh, more, more confirmation to say that, okay, is this coming from you, God? Uh, am, I, am I thinking to myself, or is, does this really come from you? Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And also, in conclusion, as I invite the worship team up to, to play, I'd like to close with these reminders. So what I want is expect that God will provide for you when you ask Him for help. So every time you ask God for help, expect that something's going to happen. It might not be what you want, but it will be the, for the best for you. So for example, when you ask for patience, <laughs> God might give you somebody to, to work with that you might not necessarily work well with. Or God might delay your trades, but that's teaching you patience. Slowly but surely, it's teaching you patience. Second thing is expect that the road won't always be easy, but God will always be with you. So expect that <laughs> expect that being a Christian won't always be easy. As a Christian, you always go through challenges. And even if you're not a Christian, you will go through challenges. So expect that the road won't be easy, but you can have assurance that God will be with you. Each and every step of the way. And also the third thing is expect that God has the best plan for you. Amen? So as you go back and meditate on, on, on what you've heard today, I, I pray that you go and think about all these three questions. So number one is, what are my expectations? Number two is, what kind of expectations might be derailing my, my, my expectations this time? And also, uh, what can I expect from God? What am I expecting from God? And I'd like to, to pray for a group of people this morning. So with all eyes closed and all heads bowed, if you are going through a challenge this morning. It might be your studies, it might be direction, it might be something where you're hoping for a breakthrough, and it might be maybe even you're praying for the salvation of a family member, and you're expecting for a breakthrough to happen. And if you expect that to happen this morning, I want to encourage you to take a step of faith, to, to lift up your hands saying that, God, I need you, and God, I want to expect great things from you this morning. I expect that when I pray this morning, I will receive from you. And I expect that when I pray this morning, even if I have to wait, the end is worth it. And I expect that, that God, I know that you are here this morning. I know that you are with me. I know that you are always with me. And I want to pray for this group of people that are holding out for, for an expectation in their lives. That, that or maybe you're, 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 you've given up with expectations in your life. Maybe God is saying to you, Please believe in me again because I can provide for you. I know what, what the best plan is for you and I will want to touch you this morning. So if that's you, at the count of three, will you raise up your hand? So one, two, three. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you God for the day, Lord. We see the hands that are raised this morning, Lord, and we know the problems, the challenges, the, the, the things that people are going through this morning, Lord. I pray that as they expect good things from you, that you will provide for them, Lord. As they expect that you will be there, God, you will be there with them each and every step of the way. I pray that you will meet their needs, Lord. I pray that you will allow them to expect greater and better things from you, Lord. And may they start with the small, and may they grow up to the big things, Lord. Let them have so much
much faith in you that when they pray, they'll be excited to see what comes next, Lord. They'll be excited to see you walk in their lives, Lord. Uh, we know that you, we don't answer prayers in the way that we want to every time, Lord, but we will expect that whatever you answer our prayers with is the best plan for us, Lord. And we, we pray for each and every need in this house this morning, Lord. We pray that each and every person that has raised their hand will expect that you will walk in their lives, Lord. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.